0: Good evening everyone and welcome. Tonight's class is titled, Are We On? A Futile Mission? It's a a very, very good question. (laughs) And uh, after last week's class where we concluded to quote that this world with all its contents is called the world of Klippa and Sitra Akhara, all mundane affairs are severe and evil and wicked men prevail. To end off on such a note certainly feels and gives the impression that we're on mission impossible. And so what are we doing? The cruelty of Paro, the cruelest thing you could do to a person in the world, is have him accomplish nothing. Paro had the Jewish people in Egypt building building. building. And the Jews we had had to do it in a place where the buildings would collapse every so often. And he constantly had us recreating the same buildings. And that, the Torah says, is the worst punishment or the harshest thing you could ever give someone to not accomplish. To not have that feeling of satisfaction. No matter how hard the work is, when you've completed something, at least you have something there. But if nothing happens, you've got nothing. So, seemingly, it sounds like we're working hard, we're toiling. Every, every day we wake up and we struggle. Are we, going to do, are we going to do good or will we do the opposite? And yet, if we're saying that evil is prevailing, if we say wicked men prevail, so why are we wasting our time? What is, ta- what is our task at hand? Tonight, or not tonight, let's talk about today. Today is the eighth day of the month of E.R. and the Sphira for the eighth day. Is anyone familiar, what is the Sphira of the eighth day, aside for those that came to Minyan today? Is anyone else familiar with today's Sphira? Basha?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we just, we finished counts- counting twenty-three today. Twenty-three, the Sphira, the actual Kabbalistic attribute of the day that we that we focused on was Net was Givurah Shebenetzah. Givura is discipline. Netzach is endurance. So today we were working on discipline within endurance, which means that oftentimes we endure. We say no matter what's gonna happen, I'm gonna stick this through. But sometimes we need to stop what we're fighting for. Sometimes we have to take a step back and say, well, Am I supposed to be fighting for this? We could have been doing something for 25 years, right? We could have been a, a Republican for 25 years, or we could have been a Democrat for 25 years, and then one day we come and... Maybe that's not what we're supposed to be doing. And then I but, you to <laughs> who, who knows? Are we just sticking it through because? So Gevurah, Shevenetzach, means discipline within. Endurance means sometimes we have to stop what we're, what we're enduring, stop what we're doing and say, am I doing the right thing?
1: Um, Please. Netzach is endurance, right? Correct. And, and today it's Gevurah, but
0: Gevura, yeah.
1: And Gevura is the discipline. Right. Yesterday, last night, what was it?
0: Kindness. Yesterday was kindness within... <laughs> Correct. Kindness within endurance. Yeah. So let's go back to our picture. We're enduring. We're working hard. But when we start looking into it, when we start looking into what we're accomplishing in this world, the gevura Sheben we're like... <laughs> are we on a futile mission? And comes Rav Shneir Zalman on page... 26 in your Tanya. In your handout, it's on page 3. And he inserts a haga, a note. And in this note, he answers this question. Very, very foundational question. We, we all recall that the world was created in a method if Hashem wanted he could have snapped his fingers and created a world Hashem could do anything but Hashem in his master plan decided that's not how I'm going to do it he said he created a chain of events he shalut. does anyone if that not does anyone if anyone is wearing a necklace that has chains on it so they'll see that each chain is interlocked with the next. So Hashem created his with a chain, where every level is connected to the one above. No matter how low we go, we're connected to the one above. Imagine you are a coast guard with a chain, and you're all the way in your helicopter, and you put a rope down. That person, you're going to be able to bring him up because he's touching the rope. So no matter how low we go, in this chain, we're always going to be able to reconnect. Mm-hmm. That is Seder Hishtal Shalot. Before we get into the specifics, why did Hashem create the world in such a method? Vicky, why did Hashem create the world in a, in a way of a chain? Why did He just snap His fingers and create the world? It would have been cooler that way.
1: I think uh, you're more involved
0: when you have to bend and shape the links. So, we wanted Hashem to be more involved. And for us, too. How are we more involved? Because we have to hold on. We have to hold on. Interesting. So Maybe it's not your answer. No, no, no. Actually, I could, I could certainly connect with Vicki's answer. What? Because the, the answer is, like Vicki said, Hashem wants us to be able to connect with Him. If there would be Hashem and us, we couldn't connect. Right. So, Hashem created the world in a way where every mitzvah we do has has an effect on the master plan because every one of us is interconnected through that chain (coughs) to every detail of every aspect of this universe, of this grand master plan. So that was correct. Hashem wanted us to be able to connect if it would be just a snap of the fingers. We have no connection. So again, Hashem created the world in Seder Hishtal with this chain so that every single action we do connects back to the map. No, no, Hashem didn't snap his fingers. <laughs> 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 I could do it well. <laughs> so every single act we do connects. I remember when I was 20 years old, I was in Australia and I was interviewed by the AJZ. I believe that's the name of the news. Australian AJN, Australian Jewish Newspaper, something like that. And they accompanied me on Friday in They came with a recorder. And they came with me on the train. We went to downtown where I would go every week and put on tefillin. And every word they they were recording. And... I, w- I was quite nervous. They came with me for a few hours, and especially when you have random conversations with people. Yeah. And they put a recorder there, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But luckily, f- luckily, when they printed the article, they put the following quote that I had connected with someone else. And that was the quote from the Rambam, Maimonides, that every single act we do, we need to think, says the Rambam, that that is the act that will complete the palace. Right? At some point when you build a house, there is one last detail to that house. Anyone here ever custom-made a house? Gershon. Gershon, you know all about contracting. What about the doctoring? The, the, the doctoring... So, Dr. Yosef knows... Dr. Yosef, I ask, when we come to blood. He, Dr. Yosef gave us a class. <laughs> but Gershon knows about building. Gershon, there is someone that does the last touch. Would that be correct? Correct. Direct. So the same thing is the Rambam says each of us we have to look at ourselves and say David when he's gonna when he made a bracha before and drinking that water he before he drank it he said this is gonna be the last touch of the master plan and every act we do we have to be saying this is, this is it so we're able to connect back and that is why Hashem created the world in this method of a chain so now the, the original question, are we on a futile mission, is nonsense. Of course we're not. This world is at the bottom of the chain. It's an ugly world at times. It's an ugly, ugly world. But is it is, is it worthless? Are we on an impossible mission? Mission, absolutely not. Because what we need to do is draw down through that chain, Hashem. So the ability that we have is here. We learned in Tanya it's hard. Because the world naturally is against us. The world naturally is trying to fight us. But nonetheless, it is a possible mis- mission. Let's look inside of the note, page 26 in your red, Tanya, page number 3 in your handout. Note, to be sure, there are contained in it this world, the tense of Therot, of the world of Asiya, action of the side of holiness. We, if, you'll, if you'll remember, we said that there are four worlds. There is Atsilos, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. and in chapter two we explained at length the details of each world. And we continued that in addition to these four worlds, there is our world, which is called Asiya, Hagashmi, the physical world called Asiya. Good evening. So we're learning now, that in this world we have the ten sephirot of the world of Assiya of the side of holiness, which is the world on top of us, as is written in Eitzchai in portal, portal forty-three. And within these ten sephirot of Assiya are the ten sephirot of Yitsira formation, and in them the ten sephirot of Bria creation, and in them the ten sephirot of Atzilus emanation, in which abides the light of the blessed Ein Sof. Within us, we have the tenth spirit of the world above us. And that world has the tenth spirit of the world above it, and that world has the tenth spirit of the world above it, and that's, that world has... So within our world...
2: What,
1: uh, the Please. thing with the chain, is that somehow reminiscent of Yaakov looking at the ladder of the angels going up and down?
0: Yaakov and the ladder, is uh, I was telling David, next Thursday, we're going to begin a class talking about that ladder. Because that ladder is similar, but it's about prayer. Prayer is a ladder where we start on the bottom, and all we need to do is take a small step every, every moment, and we'll be able to get to the top. So that ladder is a similar, but it's not, a re- it's not about creation. Rather, it's about the way we could connect to Hashem right. through prayer. Good question. So again, within our world we have the ability to draw down Ain soph the infinite light of Hashem. And thus, the light of the blessed Ain Sof pervades this lower world through being closed in the 10th of the four worlds. Namely, those of Atzilut, Berea, Yitzira, and Asiya, as explained in Eitz Chaim Portal 47 Chapter 2, and in Sefer Agil Gulim Chapter 20. So, we got the essence here, we need to drag it down. Let me give you an example. You have a teacher who gives an example. How many examples was King Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech, able to give? To Pasuk in Tanakh. 3,000. King Solomon, for every, every issue that came up, he had 3,000 examples. Now, it wasn't because he was just so random. No. He actually did 3,000 were a chain. He started off with this intense idea and it was too much for people to understand. So he had to give one example, but he was so smart that example didn't get anywhere. So what he'd have to do is he'd, he'd tell you the, the final example and slowly he would backtrack 3,000 examples and then to be able to tell you the deepest secrets. So examples, analogies, stories are at times a method to, to teach us something. And that is exactly like the chain of worlds. Because when I give you an example, hidden within that example is something deeper. Just like those chains that are hidden within this world is something much deeper. Have I mentioned here the curse called Ami Ha'aretz? Have we discussed it here? It's a curse. Am Ha'aretz. Am Ha'aretz, you call someone, if you turn to someone and say you're an Am Ha'aretz, an ignoramus, no, no. This was until 300 years ago. Am haaretz means men of the field, men of the land. So it used to be like, oh, you're, you're a farmer. Hmm. Am haaretz. Common, man. Common man, a commoner. Came along to the Baal Shem Tov and he said, the biggest compliment you'll ever give someone is am haaretz. am haaretz. men of the field, a field. The more you dig, you could find treasures like never before. You could find pearls, you could find diamonds, salt, everything's in the ground. You just have to dig and find it. So when you tell someone that you're like a field that's what a Jew is. You dig inside of them, you, you never know what you're going to find. You're going to find the biggest pearls, the biggest treasures. And So just like when we dig, we'll find so much more, so too within this world we just need to dig but we're going to be able to draw down that godliness into this world. With this we conclude this idea, that this world is a dark world. And Hashem has created e- evil or negative opposite good. That means whatever energies in this world are good, the opposite is also in this world, within negativity. There is, evil, there is equal power. Yet in this world we said it happens to be that neg- the negative is even stronger. But nonetheless it's not too strong and we're able to overpower it and draw down godliness into this world. Are there any questions? It also
2: had a constructive influence on the formation of labor
1: Zionism.
2: (laughs) sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm serious for (laughs) a (laughs) change. Dignity of labor in the fields and producing and identifying with the land and establishing on ourselves from, with, uh, with the land in Eretz Yisrael.
0: That's a good point. And actually, I want to I mention that Reb Schneir Zalman and his son and then his grandson, they actually, one of the things they created within Russia was they, they would send Jewish people to go and create their own communities mm-hmm. and becoming farmers, you know, they, and that was one of the, it was a novel idea at the time to just go off on your own but nonetheless, it was certainly necessary, and it gave people the money to be able to live. Um, Please, Gershon.
1: Are we still? what was the question: Is the mission? Is the mission futile? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm. I'm. still trying to connect that with. With. You know, everything is bad in the world and negative. Yeah. We still have a way. Is, is, is that the message? You know, we, still have, we still can connect with Hashem so we can get out of all the negativity?
0: You're asking how can we connect in a dark world? Is that your question?
1: I'm trying to find the link between the, link. the question of the class.
0: How many of you have at some point taught in a classroom? A substantial amount. At times, there's a child in the classroom and I'm just going to for for our example, I'm going to say you you may look at the child and say this is just an ugly child. You have no clue how to deal with him. This child is disruptive. This child David, you've never heard of such a thing. This this (laughs) child is disruptive. They, you, you could barely find any good. That would be this world. Like that disruptive child that there's no good in them. Until you dig, because right. in every child we know that we know the truth is that if you work with them, we have to know how. If you work with them, you're going to find big treasures, okay. right? They show you all these statistics, don't they? Say Albert Einstein was kicked out of school at a young age. He was told that he's going to never make it to make it in life.
2: Flunk
0: out of <laughs> he flunked out of math. <laughs> the, if if we fu- so Gershon, the same thing is, and that we see in the note that Reb is telling us, this world has within it the world above it, which has within it, in other words, this world, although it looks dark, if we dig within it, we're going to get to the essence of God. Clear?
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Now, we're going to kind of turn a corner in Tanya. And, in general, in Hasidus, we try not to discuss bad. We try not to discuss punishment. And yet at this time it's a very small amount, it's two chapters within tiny, which is a small amount from the whole tiny, but we are going to actually discuss the differences within, within Sitra akhara the other side, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, because unless we know what we're dealing with, we're not able to conquer it. Like we've mentioned before, the doctor needs to know what the sickness is in order to cure it. And the worst issues that we have at times are when people say the doctors don't know what I have. That is, that is horrific. You know, I, un- unfortunately, I recently heard of a story where someone, the doctors didn't know, they tried thing after thing and only made it worse. <coughs> because they were, you know, so we first need to know what we're dealing with. And within bad, there are four types of bad, generally speaking. The first three is bad that in this world we have no method of dealing with in other words there are things in this world we need to stay away from and the fourth is on a line mm-hmm. and we could decide what's going to happen with it if we use it out it's good if we use it out for the good it's good if we use it out for the bad it's, beca- it's bad so in summary right now we have five levels we have good. good Torah and Misfos. we do we're, we're acting holy. We have a middle path, which is like it's it's our ability to use it out for the good, use it out, God forbid, for the other side. And then we have three three types which don't get involved in them, don't touch them. We learn in ethics of our fathers in Pirkei Avos, Ha Misnava, Ha Mis Abik and misna- I'm losing the. I lost the exact wording, but if you deal with a dirty person he's going to make you dirty as well. Right. So we don't want to deal with them. We have no way of overpowering them. We start off talking about the three types of impurity that we have no way out. Now how do we know there's four? And we've mentioned this in chapter 1 that Ezekiel, Yecheskel, he had a vision of Hashem. And in the vision, as he's about to see Hashem surrounding, he sees four things. Let's look in our handout on page on footnote number seven. In your handout, footnote number seven, if you have it, the Tanya again it's number seven. Yecheskel is saying Ezekiel, and I saw, and behold, a tempest was coming from the north. A huge cloud and flaming fire with the brightness around it. And from its midst It was like the color of the chashmal From the midst of the fire So within, in the middle of everything he says I saw He's going to say I see Hashem But yet before that he says I see a tempest which is a big wind A huge cloud And a flaming fire These three things Correspond to three of the foundations Wind, tempest A huge cloud is water. A flaming fire is fire. What happened to the fourth of dust? Why is it not mentioned? Who is the fourth? Dust. Dust Dust is not mentioned in the Pasuk. That means the three types of bad that we are not allowed to have any connection with are called a tempest, wind, a huge cloud, water, and a flaming fire. Those are three types of that we could have no connection with. Yet, the foundation of dust, seemingly, it probably also gives off some negative energy that we shouldn't connect with. So why is dust not mentioned? And Kabbalah shares with us that although there are four foundations, at times we could say there's three. We're able to say at times that water, fire, and wind create, create dust. So we only have three. And these three, if someone asks you what are the names of the three types of bad that we're not able to connect ourselves with, they're called a tempest, a flaming fire, and a huge cloud.
1: Rabbi, yes, please. What, what do you mean by connecting with? If I see fire, I'm
0: not going to grab it. I'll grab it. Why the Torah is called a fire.
1: Oh, Depends so what type it's of fire. Literal.
0: It's not literal. Okay. No, no. Thank you for clarifying. Because there's good and there's bad in everything. So
1: what would you consider could be a tempest?
0: What would I consider a tempest?
1: A pogrom?
0: Tempest refers to wind, right?
1: Yeah. And wind... So bad.
0: Bad wind. Wind, we learned in chapter one. um, In chapter one... We learned that wind creates um, lush and horror, for example, which words of nothingness. Things, That's w- good. Evil speech. evil speech that is really evil yeah. comes from evil speech, comes from wind. Yeah,
1: because tempest has a bad side to
0: it. Right. Co- 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 what Chashmal? Yeah. Chashmal? Chashmal well, is it's a word... Chashmal in modern Hebrew means electricity. Do you know why? It's, do you know why? Because electricity, people aren't able to figure out really what it was.
1: There's like climate change, but with climate change well, you have it people controlling that so... There's but here's is the
2: color of the Hashmau. So what is Ezekiel referred to? What do you what chashmah? There were people
0: when electricity came out in modern in modern Hebrew they called it chashmal. And,
2: and a lot of Sir Ben Yehuda had to come up with the term right. and he wanted to connect with the biblical, he saw that always as a resource, and that's why he picked that word. A lot of
0: people for a long time would not say the word chasma. Because it was actually derogatory. Mm. Chashmal, the reason electricity is called chashmal is because just like we're not able to see what's behind the electricity, when you look at it, you don't really see anything. You don't you see. You only really see the
2: effect of it. Right. Yeah. You don't so to see the, the force itself.
0: Chashmal is the reference to the secrets of Hashem, mm. 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 and because it's such a deep word, that is why there was a big discussion. It was when when that word chashmal just. Um, when people started using it for electricity, a lot of the Torah scholars fought that's heavily that's against small. it. In,
2: in, in biblical Hebrew, is what the unknown or, or, or it's bad, or No, no, it's 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 holy.
0: It's very holy. It's what? It's very holy. It's referring it's to a force. It's, an it's the
2: unknowable force. essence of malchut. No, I don't want malchut. I want uh, the kingdom. Um, yeah, malchut.
0: Okay, so now we have these three these three powers that we can't connect with. Let's go now inside of the Tanya and discuss them together. We're in the last paragraph and with this we're going to conclude chapter 6. However, this this is in the Tanya itself. Back in the Tanya. Last paragraph of chapter (coughs) 6. However, Kalipot are subdivided into two grades, one lower than the other. And Ripsner Zalman he begins telling us the lower grade. The lower grade consists of the three kliopot, which are altogether unclean and evil, containing no good whatever. Very powerful. That means there are things in this world that contain no good. Problem. Nothing exists without God within it. So what does it mean, no good? So obviously it means no revealed good. Everything in this world can exist without Hashem. If Hashem is not within it, it disappears. So there are things in this world, of Shnerizaman is saying, that has no revealed good whatever. Where, do we, where does this concept come from? In the chariot of the prophet Ezekiel, they are called tempest, a huge cloud, dot, dot, dot. And that's what we quoted in the handout number 7. From them, from these three types of klepot flow and derive the souls of all the nations of the world, the existence of their bodies, and also the souls of all living creatures, that are unclean and unfit for consumption and the existence of their bodies as well as the existence and vitality of all forbidden food in the vegetable kingdom such as arla and mixed seeds in the vineyard. Mm. Things in this world, there are things that we can't connect with. For example, For example, there are animals that are unkosher. What does it mean an animal is unkosher? It means that there is no good that we could get out of them. Not only that, if we're going to connect with them, unfortunately we're going to be allowing negative energy within us. One of the reasons we we only eat kosher animals is because as a whole, the kosher animals are more refined. They're not more refined. They're not violent. We don't want to give violent energy. We don't want to bring violent energy into ourselves. There are, another example is, we know the first three years of a tree, the fruit that it gives off, we're not allowed to eat. Why can't we eat it? Because there is energy within it that if we eat it, we're in trouble. We've brought negative energy within us. If we go ahead and we graft two things together the Torah says we can't and we eat it again we're bringing down negative energy we're we're bringing negative energy within us as explained in Yitzchai in Portal 49 chapter 6 so until now we mentioned that there are numerous items whether it's Within the people, whether it's within animals, whether it's within vegetation, that we cannot connect with, and connecting with them is we're not able to have any positive um, outcome from it. But now we're going to say that it doesn't only have to. We're not talking about eating a non-kosher animal. Even the existence and vitality of any action, any utterance, and thought pertaining to the 365 prohibitions and their offshoots. As is explained in but at the end of chapter 5, any time that we have a thought about doing something negative, we have a thought that we're going to go ahead and steal something from from a store. And for our context to make it you're, you're going, it's a, it's a store of your friend, a Jewish person, and you're going to go steal. Just the very thought. If you go ahead and you speak about it to someone else. So you go ahead and you speak evil talk to someone else. Where would cyberbullying fall in? It's not, it's not. Is it action? Is it speech? Is it thought? Which one would you, would you put it in, uh, Yeshua? Speech. Speech? But it's also action. action. It's also action. Today, how much and Hara goes on on the internet in one second? Ninety
1: percent.
0: And and because of the more technology grows, the more people start having, you know, Twitter is created, to the best of my knowledge, to say what's going on in your life at the time. Mm -hmm. Which that's a very tragic thing, if I could say, from a Torah perspective at times. Because we're supposed to think, we're supposed to relax. Don't we always tell a child that's mad? We say, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. So when we react to something, which is at times what social media wants us to do, when we react without thinking, that's going against what a human being is supposed to do. They're supposed to think. And unfortunately, that could have many negative effects. I was just reading a whole piece on how to write an email. or how to And one of the things it said is, th- read it, read it again, and then read it again. You never know. You're going to send it out. Who knows how many people are in your contacts? And if you wrote it in a, in a time of emotion, could have really... So, when we talk about... Sp- whether we're thinking b- negative thoughts, whether we're talking negative thoughts, or of course, God forbid, if we do negative thoughts, at that time, we have connected with the wind, the, the, the water, and fire of the Gimel, klepos, Hatameos. The three Gimel, three, klepos outer shells, Hatameos that are impure. These three things that are completely impure. Tame. So let's try and summarize where we're holding. Let's see, let's, let's see what's going on. There are, there are things we need to completely separate from. But, as we're going to learn when we start chapter 7, there are also, also things that are in our hands to decide what are we going to use them out for? Are we going to use them out for the good? Or will we use them out for the opposite? Should we take questions, or should we start Chapter 7? Right, raise your hand. Should, you, well, should we start Chapter 7 now?
2: Well, why don't you summarize? Uh, so
0: far, uh, summarize okay. from the beginning of the Tanya till now? Yeah. And then we'll take... <laughs> no, is that what... Well, what were you saying? Yeah, right. I have a question. No, what, from what you covered in the class so far. Okay, let's summarize what we've said today. We'll then summarize in very short the, the Tanya as a whole we were up to and then we'll take questions. Today we discussed that no matter how dark the world looks, no matter how dark things are going on in our life, it is not dark. We have the ability to draw down that light. It is not far gone. It is not far lost. We have that ability because within this world, is the godly world on top of it which has inside of it the godly world on top of it which has inside of it the essence of God. So we are not far gone. But then we went ahead and we went back to talking about negativity and we said, but there are things in this world we need to separate ourselves from. And I'd like to talk about this for a moment. In our society today, this is actually taboo to say there are things we can't connect with. To say there are negative things in this world. That's a very taboo statement. Where we talk about inclusion, the second we draw a line, people start getting upset and mad. But, we need to know that the Torah draws lines. The Torah does say there are times we connect, times we don't connect. Just like the Torah says that within a marriage there are times that a couple can't connect and times that a couple cannot connect. And just like the Torah says that um, there has to be separation of the genders as a whole, this goes on in the Torah. There are lines, there are boundaries and they must be kept they must be, and they are our guide for the future. That's what we discussed today. But to quickly recap where we're holding as a whole within the Tanya structure we started off discussing how there's two souls. There's an animalistic soul and there's a godly soul. And we explained the structure of the godly soul, that it has the Tensif Heroth and the three garments. And once we started chapter 6, we then said, but everything within the godly soul, the Tensif Heroth, and the three garments similarly exist in the animalistic soul. And here comes a scary thought with which we conclude chapter 6, and that is, just like the godly soul is great, but when we learn Torah, we elevate the godly soul to an even higher level, so to the animalistic soul, it's low. It's low. But when we do something negative, we're dragging it much lower. With that, we summarize where we're holding until now. Any questions? Yes. Yes. In the
2: last paragraph, it says about the kliqot being divided into two grades, the lower one consisting of three kliqot, so three plus one makes four. Yes. Uh, describe the uh, the top level kliqot.
0: Ah, clipo so you clipo? want to start chapter seven?
2: Oh, it's explaining. Oh, here
0: it says on the other hand, the oh, vitalizing uh, animal soul, uh, okay. which is derived from the aspect of Clepa? It's called Klipas Noga, and we'll discuss it as we get into okay. cha- that's chapter 7.
2: Okay, so while we're still on this last paragraph then, yes. it also says, from them, the lower three, clipo mm-hmm. flow and drive yeah. the souls of all the nations of the world. I'm assuming that's non-Jews. Correct. Okay.
0: And and we, yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so again, where Jewish souls come from is uh, in the next chapter.
0: No. Jewish souls we discuss in chapter two come from the essence of God. the right. godly soul, the animalistic soul, where that comes from, we're going to discuss in chapter seven. Okay. In chapter two, we discuss of, that great: of Which a person can have both.: A person has both. Every, every Jew has both. yeah. right yeah. OK. Good so we, yeah. OK,
2: so Jews do derive a portion of who they are from these three lower cliffs.
0: No, from the fourth.
2: Oh, from the fourth.
0: That we're going to discuss in chapter 7. From uh, the higher uh, level is where the animalistic soul comes from.
2: Ah, okay. If the animalistic soul comes from the higher level, what comes from the lower three then?
0: Everything mentioned, everything that you just read, which is the the souls of all the nations of the world and their existence and their bodies, the existence of non-kosher animals, um, food that is not non-kosher.
2: Okay, so the existence, so the non-kosher animals, is it their souls that come from the Lord? Their
0: souls and, and their bodies.
2: And their bodies, okay.
0: And also the souls of all living creatures that are unclean and unfit for consumption and the existence of their bodies.
2: Wait, wait, animal has soul?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's not the soul that we have. But what it means the soul is that there's the, the body, what, what An animal is alive and then it dies. So, what happened when the animal died? There is a soul inside of the animal. Mm. But it's not the same soul that of a human. There are many differences.
2: Now, we eat a kosher animal. Does it have a different kind of a soul than an unkosher
0: animal? Absolutely. The soul of a kosher animal comes from the top level, the top level of energy that we'll discuss in chapter seven. The soul of, the th- of non-kosher animals comes from the three energies that have no good revealed within them. Dr. Yosef, you had a question? Yeah. Please. Uh, sorry. No, no. Um,
2: it, it, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like he's, he's saying, well, all these non-kosher animals, I mean, maybe we can't eat them, but maybe the rest of the world can. Yeah. But is that... So the, isn't that good? I mean, that the, they provide some
0: uh, substance for, for the rest of the world to live on? Absolutely. That, that's very good. Well, I mean, I would no that's good. For, it's food. talking about it for the Jew. Oh. For the Jew, it's not good. You're
2: talking about the food chain? And,
0: and that's very important. It's a very important point, Dr. Yosef. We always say that a Jew has 613 mitzvot and a non-Jew has 7, the 7 Noahide laws. When a non-Jew does a seven, he's a holy person. Mm-hmm. If he follows the seven Ohide laws, he's a, he's e yum He has a portion of the world to come. So, if a non-Jew is going to eat a lion, that's not going to have a negative effect on him. Hashem has given us instructions and He's given the non-Jews instructions. <clears throat> so over here, we're specifically talking about that for the, for the Jew, for his soul, from... Um, if he eats it, it's unclean and unfit for consumption, and will have a negative effect on his soul. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, does that make it clear, Dr. Yosef? Um, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know, if Dr. Yosef was thinking, but it almost seems like it's it, it's placed in negative in kind of a negative category. And maybe it is that the all the animals that are unclean are on a, definitely on a lower level. Yes. But then you just presented kind of equal but different views where the non-Jew can eat the unclean animal because the because shame created them for the, the non-Jew. Yeah. That's, that's fine, but it's bad for the soul of the of the Jew, you mm-hmm. presented it as kind of an equal, different but equal type scenario. But when you read it it seems like one is more negative than the other, and either way is fine, but which isn't, I guess.
0: There is less godliness in a non kosher animal. Okay. There is less godliness. Is that a bad thing? Depends. Depends for who. Hashem oh, says a non
1: Jew would be considered less godly.
0: Hashem says for a Jew Your soul cannot handle something That doesn't have godliness with, with, re- revealed within it And if you eat it, you're in trouble It's going to have a negative effect on you I
1: understand. A
0: non-Jew, yes, the animal's on a lower level But it's not a lower level that will affect him in any way Hashem has created his body and his energy That he's able to use out A non-kosher animal for the good a Jew, if he eats a non-kosher animal, we're going to learn in chapter eight, unfortunately there's no way for him to use that energy for the good. If a non-Jew goes and, and has the most wonderful non-kosher meal, and he then goes and serves Hashem, whether he's going ahead and he's helping out a poor person, he's, he's doing something that Hashem wants from him, with the energy of that non-kosher food, he has used that animal for something amazing you explain that well okay thank you okay good evening everyone thank
1: you